1: The show that is still checking their phone four <laughs> seconds before we're both supposed to go on air. It's first things first. On today's show, the Cowboys, our favorites in Minnesota. Is Dallas getting too much respect? Meanwhile, the Bills on a two-game losing streak. Should Josh Allen be more concerned than he actually is? And finally... Oh, it's Wednesday, which means it's the return of the best segment in all of sports television. Nick's Tears, alongside Chris Broussard, I'm Kevin Wilds. Nick, Uh any... I mean... No, there's no surprises. What? Any surprises? We know what
2: the tears are. So, I mean, are you going to be surprised by the their everlasting accuracy? I wonder by the one ranking system in football America Oof. that never bought into the Bills, that consistently believed in the Chiefs? I don't know. Maybe it's time, America, to recognize everyone needs a committee. Without a committee, where would I be? I don't wow. know.
1: So, so the Bills are second, third. Written, long opening teeth. I'll be honest with you. Let's start in Sacramento. I thought Ooh. we were just starting with, with a- the tears. Three big news items. Item number one, the Nets got squashed. Even though they held the Kings to checking notes, 153 points <laughs> on 60% shooting. Wow. Item number two, <laughs> the this morning, new report oh. from Shams and Sam Amick in the Athletics saying the Nets are getting worried about Ben. Quote, The coaching staff and players have been concerned about his availability and level of play with some questioning uh his passion for the game. Who could have saw that coming? And then finally, item number three this afternoon, Chris Haynes. Drops an article in which KD addresses his trade request, leadership, and legacy. With this being the sentence that jumped out at me, Nick. Rival executives are monitoring Durant's temperature in hopes of another trade request. So there we go. Yeah. Wow. A lot to unpack. Sure is. What do you make of this latest news dump out of Brooklyn? (laughs) Okay, (laughs) so the interview
2: with Haynes, credit to Haynes for getting it. And by the way, he mentioned in there... Katie did this after the game. Yes. Credit to KD for actually – they clearly had it scheduled, and then yeah. they get beat by 30, and he still did it. If they, so, if they yes,
1: but that was nice. Just, I'm not going to say that's if they scored 160 points, he would have called it. Okay, that's
2: right. Yeah, they <laughs> held it 153. Okay. So, three things jumped out at me. One is, and the most newsworthy thing, is we found out why Kevin Durant demanded the trade. Yes. I mean – Was it because – he only wanted to be there with a big three in hard and Harden left. No, that wasn't it. <laughs> was it because he was sick of Kyrie Irving's nonsense? Mm-hmm. No, not not it at all. Was it because he looked around the Eastern Conference and was like, "Man, I, Giannis is an unbeatable giant. We're not going to be able to do no." It's because they weren't doing enough shell drills and closeouts in their non-existent
1: practices. America,
2: I'm not lying to you, but I no, tell you, right talking about. he said he wanted to leave because there were too many shoot-arounds, not enough practices, and that he wanted, quote, more shell drills yeah. and to work Close on closeouts. Out. So do you believe him? Do you not believe I him? believe that if Kevin Durant wanted to work on more closeouts... That he should have said, guys, let's work on more closeouts, and they would have done it. Because last year, Harden wasn't there. There's was no other superstars to to placate. Right. Harden wasn't there. Kyrie wasn't there for most of the year. Right. Nash would do whatever KD wanted. And so that struck me as odd. Can I just go, yep, go yep, the yep, other? Yep. So that was my first takeaway. My second takeaway is, and this is a tough one, bro. You believe in the Nets more than Kevin Durant does. Well, the Nets have changed. Let's just keep it real. These are not the Nets. There is (laughs) is this quote, which I don't know how it lands on everyone's doorstep, but the family of Royce O'Neal, of which Brew is a member, I imagine is quite upset. Look at our starting lineup. Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, and me. It's not (laughs) disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there. So if you're watching from that lens, you're expecting us to play well because seven is out there. Yes, just like people watch the Mavs and they're like, well, I don't love Dorian Finney Smith, you know, uh, Dwight Powell, Spencer Dinwiddie, Reggie Bullock. They're fine. I don't love, but I expect them to win because number is Lucas 77? Instead of seven, I'm bad with numbers. Yeah, we expect him to win because a superstar is out there. And then the last Mm. thing, he talked about his legacy and said what Brew has always said about his legacy, that he is the most malleable superstar ever. So those are my takeaways, Chris. Wow. All right. Uh,
3: You called me Chris,
2: too. You must be serious today. (laughs) All right. uh, Here's what I'm going to say. There
3: were things I liked about it, things I didn't like. What I liked is that he seems to – and he emphasized this in the article. He's having fun. Yes, like he really seems to be having fun, and I'm genuinely happy for KD that he's having fun. He's a guy that's always talked more about, I just want to improve day by he day. Did I talk a lot about. learning more? Like, so I, I, he talks more about that than winning rings. Like that's how I measure my game. Did I improve today? So I can see a guy like that genuinely liking. Oh. They're guarding me 5-on-1, as he said several times. I like that. They're boxing one in me. I mean, that's a little far, but, like, liking that. So, I'm glad he's happy. Strangely, you see it in his press conferences. He really seems happy. He seems happier now than when he was in Golden State winning rings. I mean, which is odd, but that's the case. Secondly, I liked what you said. Like, he talked about practice. Now, he said, he, he said, go ask Nash. Like, I wanted to practice more. So, maybe he told Nash, and Nash was just... Lazy, I don't know, but he, he didn't get enough practice, so he wanted more do you, Hold on, focus. do you
2: believe that's why he requested? I don't the trade? think
3: that's the only reason, but okay. I do think he did probably want more emphasis on defense. He was in Golden State, I think Scotty Brooks was a decent coach. He probably was coming from some pretty good coaching, obviously, with Kerr to this, where Nash obviously didn't emphasize defense. So, I, those are things, those are things I like, right? What Top I didn't floor, like. Boys. He talked about leadership. Uh-huh. I'm not a leader? Who, what, what's to say I'm not? Because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaxxed? Well, no. But you're not, he's not a leader. I don't think he's a leader. Because you said it. If you really want to focus on defense, go to Steve Nash and say, look, we're not going anywhere if we don't start playing defense. Can we bring in a defensive coach? Or we got to mm-hmm. work more on this. I think he's a leader by example. Cause he's, I I think he's think, a I think, don't you think he anthem. can
2: call practice? Of don't course. you think? Well, the, yeah, if you're
3: the, a leader. It, 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 that's what I'm I'm saying. Saying. And I get, look, everybody's not a vocal leader. Yeah. Okay, Steph, I don't think is a vocal leader. Tim Duncan may not have been a vocal leader. But you usually, you need another guy there. Draymond is a vocal leader. but So I didn't like that. And I'll tell you what leadership isn't it's not that quote you just had up there yeah. <laughs> where you name the rest of the starting five and say, what, what, what am I no, supposed to do said with this? No disrespect. <laughs> and you disrespect. And the reason I love what you said about Luca was because I wrote the same thing down. I wrote their oh. starting five down, and it was like, sometimes it's JaVel McGee, yeah. sometimes it's Dwight. But, like, that, nobody, Luca's not coming out saying, really? I'm yeah. supposed to win with this? The last thing I didn't like is this quote right here, and it talks about his legacy. My legacy is predicated oh, on what Cam like Thomas is learning from me and what he'll take away like to help him by the time he's in his 10th year. That's my legacy. What I did with Andre Robertson, the com- confidence I helped him build when he was in the league, that's my legacy. He goes on. I actually like the second part, being able to play with Russ, Steph, Kyrie, still be me. That's my legacy. That's who I am. I can bring my – you know, I-, I can play with anybody anywhere. Yes, the way he plays, he can play with anybody. I don't like the first part, Wiles. You know Why? Because I, I like to hear that from a – that's not the quote or a the superstar. legacy yeah. from, a, from an Hassan all-time – ha- yes, <laughs> all-time <laughs> Hall of Fame That's Udonis Haslam. Yeah. Sam Mitchell, who I, I'm friends with, former coach, his – whenever I see Sam, I think of what Kevin Garnett said about it. When I was a rookie right out of high school in Minnesota, Sam Mitchell took me under my wing and taught me the league. That's Sam's legacy because I don't remember anything Mm -hmm. Sam did as a player. (laughs) That's his legacy. Kevin Durant, this is what you want. It's a cop-out. But at least that's – I don't know. I think it's a cop-out because it's like – Maybe he feels that way and maybe maybe that's why. If he honestly feels that
1: way – then it's why he hasn't led a team yeah, to I a championship. I think that's unfair. Because like wow. if, if you go back and look at what, like, Michael Jordan says about Luke Longley and his development now. <laughs>
3: See, Jordan, Bird, Magic, LeBron, Isaiah, they talk about rings. They talk about being the best player ever. That's what they talk about. They don't talk about, well, hey, I really helped out Judd Bushler. Remember, nobody thought he could play. I won him rings. Like, No. That, so I think it's a cop-out because KD doesn't want to be measured by you didn't lead a team also, to a Also, I championship. would say just very
2: quickly, yeah. I think because I said yesterday, I think KD holds Kobe. Of all the players he's played against in the highest regard, I don't think Kobe measured himself Thank you. by
1: what he did for Rick you. No, I went the other way. Like, I, I destroyed <laughs> Smush Parker's career. Right. Go ahead, Wild. Uh, all right, so my take is this. Just to get put the legacy stuff aside. Mm-hmm. Uh, my take is that everything that's happening in Brooklyn is just straight up not normal. Just not normal stuff. we have never seen this before. It's bizarre. Right, right. So the big story out of Milwaukee this week, there was a big story. I don't know if everybody caught it. It was an article by uh, UniWatch that says that the Bucks can't wear their cream-colored jerseys because when they try to put the digital ads on, the jerseys are too similar to the floor coloring, so they can't wear those jerseys. That is the big controversy in <laughs> the big news story in Milwaukee. Meanwhile, in Brooklyn, a team that is supposed to be contending in the East... You've got Kyrie. I would not even talk about Kyrie. You've got Kyrie missing seven games, may or may not play in Memphis, and we're just basically in a dark zone of information. We don't know what's happening there. We've got this Ben quote that we haven't even touched on yet that he might not basically like basketball. You've got all these KD quotes and that the fact that other executives are like maybe he wants to be traded. And as the little cherry on top, you got destroyed by... The Sacramento Kings they're playing well. Mike yeah.
2: Brown I mean, but 100 hard, but 150 points, points
1: is
0: a lot. and, is
2: and you got and you got beat by double digits by a Lakers team that went into the game 2 and 10 and LeBron wasn't playing. Right. So it's a, it is to circle back to Katie's happiness. His general listen, I've been to every Nets home game this year save one. And he does seem to be enjoying the pr- – he loves playing ball. Right. And he talks in this article about, hey, this is a new challenge for me. And I, And there is a part of me that, like, respects that. Like, he looks at himself as a craftsman, right. and he's honing a new part of mm-hmm. his craft. But he also is still considered, and should be, one other than Giannis in the argument for the best player in the whole league and all of us want from him – to have a chance to display that in the finals again. And with the Nets, that doesn't exist. So I do think it is interesting that Haynes, at the very top of the article, you used to write, near the lead, where you know people mm-hmm. are going to see it, wrote what Wilde said, that other executives are monitoring this situation. Because at some there is, will Kevin Durant, Durant ask out again, lever of this? The other lever is, will the Nets realize, even with KD, we are not even a playoff team? And therefore, our best path forward Oof. is sooner than later trying to rebuild our team. And I think you, when, when they are right now in a position, Brew, where they have more losses than every team in the league, except for Charlotte, Detroit, Orlando, Houston, and the Lakers, that is a problem. That is a real big problem. I think you said what is kind of the
3: common sentiment out there, at least among the media and Mm -hmm. stuff, and people that are pushing, hoping he'll get traded. We want to see Kevin Durant. We don't want to see him ending his career on a play-in team or whatever. Especially, it's one thing for LeBron who's past his prime. Correct. But KD still in his prime, Mm -hmm. still got some great years left, maybe could win a championship. But that's KD. Like, if I'm the Nets, I'm sorry. If I'm the and I'm not saying I would never trade him, but if I'm the next, I'm not thinking right now about trading Kevin Durant. He's all I've got. I'm thinking more about reloading. Can I somehow, some way get something for Ben Simmons? No. Can I somehow, some way maybe get, get something, something for, for Kyrie? I'm just saying. Like I'm not trying to like go the Utah route, who's actually winning now. But you know what I mean. Like <laughs> blow it up. I'm trying to. Kevin Durant is a draw. At least he keeps us relevant. And I've got him <laughs> locked up for the next three years, including this one. So I'm, I, or three years after this, I'm I'm not looking at trading Durant. Can, while, can I say right one now.
2: other thing? I know we're going to talk more Nets, you know, in the next hour. There's a lot. Of, Katie did two interviews yesterday, one with Ann and Spears. also with with Chris Haynes. And I understand this Ben Simmons story hadn't yet dropped, but one thing Katie's not doing, and I do not blame him for this, but it is noteworthy, is vocally supporting and defending Ben Simmons against what are some pretty tough accusations in that Shams article. And I do wonder if the Nets as a whole – that's a whole other issue because he's got as many years left on his deal as KD does. That that pair is supposed to be together now, KD and Ben Simmons, where they are at with Ben Simmons – Who's got a hundred plus million dollars left on his
1: deal with them? Yeah, it feels like they're trying like the tough love approach, yeah. which is not going to work. <laughs> uh, hey, Bills lost two in a row. Should they be more wary than they actually are? First things first. Next, we'll check in live from a base.
0: Okay. Quick math. and errors. Over thirty-seven thousand companies have already made the move. So do the math. See how you'll profit with NetSuite now through April fifteenth. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Head to netsuite.com/ftf. Netsuite.com/ftf. Netsuite.com/ftf.
1: Uh, Bills lost two in a row, but no big deal. According to Josh Allen, sitting adjacent to the Ultimate Warrior. Alan joined Kyle Brandt's basement and explained. Mm.
2: I think right now it's still, it's, let's go about our business. We don't have to make this a bigger deal than than what it is. Um, you know, we want to win every single game. When we step out on the field, yep. I think it's our goal. I think it's everybody's goal to win that game, find a way to do it. Um, and obviously we're not, you know, we haven't done that in the last couple of weeks. Uh, and again, it comes down to decision making. It comes down to a whole different variety of things. But we can be better at them. It's not. It's not like we're a bad team. You know, we, we've been hurting ourselves a lot. And if we can, you know, make smarter decisions, if we can um, play situational football and complimentary football, you know, that's, that's all we got to do. Yes. Josh should loan one of the chairs from his basement to Kyle for oh. his basement. That way he doesn't have to stop. But Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, was this a big deal. Well, listen, I, I, I'm glad this, the goalposts have moved to now we're not a bad team. Agreed, Buffalo. You're not oh, a bad thank, thank team. Thank you for that. It's not thank like we're that. a bad I, team. Yes, and you know bad. what? That's a good goal to have. Mm-hmm. Don't be a bad team. Unfortunately, the standard for the Bills this year, oddly, for a team that's never done anything, mm-hmm. was Super Bowl or bust. And we have no reason to believe that is even <laughs> even theoretically attainable. Uh, so... They've blown back-to-back 10-point leads. They're in the stretch of three straight games where they haven't scored a single touchdown in the second half. And I would ask this question, and it's a bit of a rhetorical one, but, Brew, you can respond at some point. What are they great at right now? What are the Buffalo Bills great at right now? Because I can tell you what the Chiefs are great at. I can tell you what the Niners are great at. I can tell you what the Dolphins are great at. I can tell you what the Ravens are great at. There's a lot of teams I can at least say they're not perfect, but they're great at this. Buffalo, I think the answer would be, oh, throwing the football to who? You're great at throwing it to your guys and the other team. You're actually near the top of the league in both of those things. And so my question, Brew, would be this. If a banged-up defense, a banged-up, ineffective Josh Allen, and currently being sixth in the conference and third in their own division is not enough to concern you, what would concern you? Mm.
3: What would concern me is if we were later in the season, mm-hmm. if so we were time com- if the playoffs were rounding, coming around the bend, and they were still struggling. So like nothing
2: that. right now could concern. Because you got a lot of games to fix it. Yes. Oh, okay.
3: This well. doesn't concern Nick. They've lost two straight. Mm-hmm. Okay? The sky is not falling. The last four Super Bowl winners, guess what? Mm-hmm. Lost at least two straight. But like last this, year the Rams lost three straight. But like this, like this, like that, it doesn't league. matter. <laughs> Look, the Chiefs, when they won it three years ago, they had a two-game losing streak. Six of the last ten Super Bowl champs have all had two-game sure, losing it's streaks. it's all
4: about the way you're playing and the way you lose. And
3: they're not playing great right now. I get it. But you go through this. In fact, I think what Josh Allen's going through is very similar to the best quarterback in the league, Patrick Mahomes. Oh. All right, and see, this will disarm this. medicine. Weeks three through 13 a year ago. Look at that completion percentage, poor by today's standards. All those stats are poor by today's standards. <laughs> no, that was that. Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. All right, so you're going to tell me that Josh Allen having a couple of bad weeks. We Now well, we're done with him. You know what they do great? They got a great quarterback. What I'm going to tell you. They've got a great. I know he's had his bad moments lately, but he
2: is and, a great and I'll quarterback. T- but I'll tell you just quickly, and then I'll go to you, James. And obviously, what ended that stretch? What turned it around? The password around the world. Oh, Don't forget about it. it. Oh, look at the numbers <laughs> since then again. Did I they, told so you about it when it happened. That? Uh, no, no, no. That was a Mahomes full screen, Not a, not a Chiefs. But just quickly, everyone keeps demanding mm-hmm. that I give Josh Allen yeah. the same benefit of the doubt that Patrick Mahomes has earned by having the greatest start to a career ever, mm-hmm. and I refuse to do it. And so, if you would like to, or if you would like to say Josh Allen deserves the same dispensation that a guy who, in Sports Illustrated, I read Chris Broussard called the most yes. talented quarterback to ever play, then <laughs> you hate that's that soon, fine. But, they didn't say but I won't <laughs> give him the same benefit of the doubt. If Allen had already won a league MVP and a Super Bowl and been to another one, and then went into a slump, maybe I wouldn't be concerned. Yeah. But he's done none of those things, so I'm a little concerned. James, I, can I
3: add this go quickly? Go ahead. Get quickly. It in, yep. Because. He you, you ripped the defense too. <laughs> Tre'Davious White will be back. Yeah. All right, Jordan Poyer, who missed the last two games yeah. that they lost, yeah. will be back maybe
0: this yeah. week. So, yeah. so Micah there. Hyde will yeah. not. So
4: there. Yeah, Micah yeah. Hyde ain't coming back. But yeah. you will get two stars back yes. on that defense. But I'm concerned big time. Wow. And the reason why I'm concerned is because, number one, when I watch that video, it's no urgency, right? And this is what the Buffalo Bills need to understand. The Buffalo Bills is in a tough spot, right? Because like Nick said, they really haven't done nothing or earned nothing or earned that respect to be like the top dog and Super Bowl favorites and all that. But they have – that. that's the tag on them right now. So with that tag, when we won the Super Bowl in 2010 – you are the hunted. You are getting everybody's best shot, whether you like it or not. We used to turn on the film, about to play the Bears, the Titans, whatever. Like, we going to beat them by 35. Then you get on the field and you're like, who are these guys? They, they play harder than they ever played before. They game planning us crazy. Like, you are getting, you are the hunted. And I don't think they understand that. That he's downplaying this like, oh, it's, go, it's not going to be all right. This is three bad games by you. Right In a row. Basically five turnovers in the red zone because the 21 yard line <laughs> is the red zone. That's basically five turnovers in the red zone. You careless with the ball. Not scoring in the second half. You are supposed to be a Super Bowl contender. Mm. You are supposed to be able to win close games. The that games. is not I'm being done. It. Not this year. Not last year. That is concerning. Yeah. And your schedule is not getting easier. You oh, have to play everybody wow. in your division again. At this is concerning going because going I don't see it. or feel the sense of urgency out of Buffalo like oh, we have well, well, I got more bullets together. Well done. James. Okay.
1: Well, see here's the thing. I got problem. more bullets I think I'm to with you, <laughs> you unfortunately. Oh you are? Okay. Well here's I don't the need thing. My bullets. Here's the thing. Yeah. Save some bullets Yeah. Uh, sure. Okay. I'll so my uh youngest son, yeah. afraid of the dark. Mm-hmm. Afraid to go in the basement with the lights out and can't get down there because he can't turn the lights on in the basement. And I give him every reason that he shouldn't be afraid, just like you give every reason I shouldn't be afraid of Josh Allen. Mm. But you know what he says to me? I understand. There's no monsters. There's no this. But man, I'm still afraid. We got to go up to Buffalo. Can I show the schedule? The mighty Patriots, America's team, division game. got to go up to Buffalo. Then we host Buffalo. I'm still scared. Yo, of course yeah, you I'm should still, be. But I know, but no I want to be saying, like you. Be like, yeah, no. man, I'm not scared no, of him. Bring it that's on. That's the wrong invitation. No, wrong, that's the right the analogy. I'm, I'm scared. An analogy. I'm going to wow. tell a
2: different quick story. <laughs> True story. I won't say the guy's last name, but when I was growing up, guy across the street from me named John, kind of a live wire in the neighborhood we lived in, but every Halloween, or sorry, 4th of July, had on un- Halloween, he had unbelievable explosions. Well, Fourth mm-hmm. of July, the greatest fireworks shows, and it was unbelievable to watch. And true story, hand to God, one year one of them things tipped over oh. and blew up the neighbor's house. Mm. Blew up? The- well, blew up the first floor <laughs> of it. It was a big Jeez. explosion. It wow. was a big deal. So my point is this: he absolutely was a guy that was. It was unbelievable to watch, and it was something that you had reason to marvel at Mm -hmm. and also fear that it could go incredibly sideways. The Bills keep showing you that's who they are. Their highs, oh, my God, they beat the defending number one seed 41-7. to And their lows, oh, my God. Zach Wilson just outplayed Josh Allen yeah. out. mm. that you don't know if they're going to explode in a good way or explode in a way where the cops are called
4: that's who they've been and this and, is, he and I so you should you be afraid yeah. of them but they, they should be afraid of themselves as well But this is scary too And it's scary for Josh Allen, right? Coming off this stretch Throwing back-to-back two games Interceptions and all that And it's scary because we all see fighters getting knocked out And then their next fight They ain't throwing no punches Right So is this going to change the way Josh Allen is going to play? No You, don't, you saying that but if you've been throwing picks down there, basically five interceptions, are you going to keep pulling that Ooh, trigger? Like that. And, now like that. and now you will. And now you are settling for field goals yeah. down there, trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. I got to Honestly. unleash the bullets. No, I mean, no, you can no, break numbers. numbers, but I'm just saying. You're going <laughs> to break. You're lucky, Nick. You're lucky. <laughs> They're lucky. You're lucky. Between the I'll fireworks get him in and into the his tears. Bullets, tears. man. i get him into the tears. <laughs> that side of the
3: table was hogging the second. No, you talk for seven minutes. They second. No, I came back with it and thing. We got
1: 40 seconds. We're going out at Tampa Bay slash Munich. Bucks were struggling, still just at 500, but it feels like to turn it around. Why were they struggling? Well, Bruce Arians willing to put it on the goat, even if no one else is. He told JoeBucksFan.com, <laughs> "I don't think it was fair to Byron." Arians said, "Nobody's going to say that Brady was playing bad, but uh, he was playing bad." All um, right, James Jones, Super Bowl champion, is here with us. James, I'm going to ask you to be patient here because Brew ended the last segment saying, quote, I didn't get any time to talk <laughs> and that you guys yeah. pumped the segment. Yeah, so, ahead. Brew. <laughs> hey, thank you, Wilds. Thank
3: you. I'm hogging up the whole segment, all right? Number one. No. I, I hated it. I hated it. Really? Oh. Yes. First of all, it's a shot at Todd Bowles. Yes. Right? Who I'm should be saying something? Byron uh, who, it's a shot at Bowles because who should be saying something? Todd Bowles. All right, that's number one. Secondly, you're the senior football consultant. That's his title. <laughs> How many other consultants are out there talking yeah. about their team? And
4: on the sideline coaching.
3: Thank you. Right. I, I shouldn't hear anything from Bruce Arians. All right, leave it alone. Thirdly, Brady, I think the criticism of Brady was that he wasn't all in. If you really want to be, bring a criticism, say uh, he really wasn't all there. You saw what happened in training camp. You saw him going to the weddings. That was the issue. Now he's all in. I don't think he was playing bad. He wasn't playing great, but he wasn't playing bad. He didn't mention Brady has the most dropped passes of any quarterback in the league. Now putting, 21.
4: Now you're putting it on the receiver. Well, they, <laughs> they
3: dropped 21 of them. That's a lot. All right. Uh, more than any other quarterback. And, Uh, The running game was dead last, as you know. Now Mm -hmm. it's above the The 31st, right? So those are – I don't think Brady was, like, horrible. He wasn't typical Tom Brady, but I I think it was wrong. I hated it.
4: I'm with you. I I think it was wrong, and there's two reasons why I think it was wrong. Y'all know I'm a big fan of Coach Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy told our team once, do not create questions for your teammates. Hmm. right hmm. so don't come up in the media and answer something or say something crazy and now Greg Jennings has to answer questions about what James Jones said and now Aaron Rodgers or Jordy Nelson right so what he has done now Todd Bowles is going to have to sit up there and answer questions left which is going to have to sit up there and answer questions Brady the offensive line and all that right and this is a guy coming out of your building right well, we all know Tom wasn't playing well right and I'm sure that was addressed and as he watched film it was addressed in the building right so you cannot come out and Say that Josh Allen's head coach ain't coming out saying he's right. playing terrible. Aaron Rodgers' coach ain't came out and said he's playing terrible. Right? You gotcha. keep that stuff inside the building, right? Let us say Tom Brady right. ain't playing well. I did not like that about it. And for me, like you said, I, you put Todd Bowles in a bad situation. You're already on the sideline trying to coach and you're not a coach no more. Right. This is Todd Bowles' team. So, Let him address that type stuff. We don't need you addressing that type stuff. So I think I'm going to
2: somewhat make it three for three here in this regard. First, I want to say this. I really like Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like what he's represented. I like the fact that he, he, it was important to him that Todd Bowles get this yeah. opportunity, that Byron Leftwich, you know, has gotten opportunities. I think Bruce Arians a good guy. I also think Bruce Arians pretty clearly was not ready to be done being a coach. Yeah. Right. And yeah. is struggling a bit dealing with it. And to me, there is an element of, you know, in a previous era, the outgoing president wouldn't criticize the incoming president once the new guy became president. Yeah. You know what I mean? They stayed quiet during that first four years, and then they reserved it. It was kind of the way things were done. I kind of feel the same way about anything to do negative about the Bucks. We shouldn't hear it from Bruce Arians right. this year because even if he's trying to, so in a roundabout way, support his coaches, left which and Bowles, and criticize Brady, who he's always taken some shots at, right? uh, even when <laughs> he was the head coach. Exactly. It feels like it's in poor form. So if we we all and it's a weird dynamic. The whole thing's been a weird dynamic about when he stepped down. Was he forced out? Him being still part of the team. Sure. But then there's the actual merits of it, right? Was Tom Brady playing poorly? Yes. Is Tom Brady playing poorly? Yes. And what does it mean for the Bucks? So here would be my advice, Wilds. I think Tom Brady needs to add a little bit more, this will surprise you, Brew, Josh Allen to his game. And by that I mean take some more chances. Mm. Oh. I think Brady went into yesterday's game or Sunday's game with one interception on the season. And it happened in week one. They said it on the broadcast. They were like, he was three passes away from the all time record. You know what? Offense, the offense isn't good enough or explosive enough. And that game, notwithstanding the running game, clearly not consistent enough for you to only take what the defense is giving you. A few weeks ago, Romo had the stat that they were five of 50. On third and long, that they were, they, they were. I think yeah. that for the Bucks to be as good as they can be, Brady's going to have to have some balls picked because he's like going to have to throw into some tight windows. Gonna, and by the way, he's also, and this is tough for a forty-five-year-old, probably going to have to get hit a little bit more. Yeah. His sack numbers yeah. and his interception numbers <laughs> are so have low. What well, I was
3: with you in the first place. If, if the run, and I don't look, I, I I don't know that the run game can do what they did against Seattle, but that solves a lot of those problems, Nick. If the run game can be consistent mm-hmm. and get you 90 yards a game. What solves then a lot of those problems?
4: Mind. Like we're talking Tom Brady playing bad, which he was, but who was he out there with? This Don't is the first stop. time. This no, for real, consistently. Julio Jones, Mike Evans, right. Godwin's on the field Mike at the Evans same Mike Evans got time, himself thrown right? out of the game. He's been thrown. You, you bringing in Cole Beasley off the streets and other guys that Tom Brady wasn't in the huddle with. Tom Brady at training camp. You're going through that that those ups and downs. Well, you're, a lot you're
2: of them weren't in that. the huddle with Tom Brady at training camp. <laughs> training camp wasn't in the Bahamas. <laughs> However, the, the,
1: you it, seem it, to like yeah. the Aaron. Well, I like it for a few reasons. One, I feel like Bruce Arians was actually trying to stick up with Byron Leftwich. And was responding to the narrative of like changes might need to be made. And I was like, wow, what happened? This guy was like scheduled to be a head coach. He was like, you know, a front runner for an open position, and all of a sudden changes are gonna be made because Tom Brady can't hit open guys or because Cole Beasley's out there. Here's Brady's numbers through week 10. They weren't great. He was 12 and 2. Not, but the previous year, 27 That's a and nice 7. Nice ratio. Uh, but, yeah, but it I think, I think league, there's something I think. to Nick's point about taking chances because sometimes on those lo- third and longs, they're not even trying. They're not even trying. They're not even trying. That's It's like, my it's point. like let's just get five more. That yards That was for a actually
2: puncher. a fair criticism, sorry James, of Aaron at times. That Aaron is uh, that Throw it out of his like the ball right. That yeah. his that he was so protective of the ball that they were leaving some plays out there on the field. Now his play was at such a high level that we nobody really cared about it. But if you were struggling offensively, scoring points wise, the way the bucks have been, mm-hmm. and moving the ball and picking up third downs, you got to shake something up. And when I say take more hits, what I really mean is this. Brady has done a great job in his tenure in Tampa of getting rid of the ball quickly to make sure he's healthy for the end of the year where it really matters. Tampa is in a position now where it really matters right now. Where you've got to activate some of that playoff mode because he'd go into the playoffs and he'd get hit, he wouldn't care. He'd stay in the pocket and hit the guy. They don't have a lot of games to play with, so I just think he needs to take a few more chances
1: in the air and maybe take a few more hits. No more hits. Yeah, you know, the Patriots next year he's no going to come back. Oh, go play. Our offensive line is a wow. little bit. you sold out the baby no. goat. I uh, no, it's the baby go and the go. They're working tangent. Mm-hmm. You're right. Coming up next, talking about the Nets. Is the season already over? Yikes, bro your pick it's
3: a di- different nets team i mean this
1: is not well thanks for joining us stay with us because in 15 minutes you will have the privilege of watching the hottest and best show and segment in all sports media and then tomorrow just stay with the network for another 24 hours and 15 minutes because it's the most motivating segment in all sports it's the bud list don't take my word for it trust me i believe in you <laughs> <laughs> right now, we are unpacking a flurry of Nets news. The Nets lost in Sacramento, gave up 150 points. The team is worried about Ben's passion for the game, and Durant dropped a dozen truth bombs in joint interviews, <laughs> first with Chris Haynes and then with Mark Spears. Oh, and they're also one spot above the Magic in the standings. Now, <laughs> Magic are frisky. Brew. This was your pick to go how far? To the finals. To the finals. I got uh, you. Don't worry about fairness, it. In
3: fairness, that was a different Nets team. So. How? What do you mean? Well, Kyrie was there. Yeah. That's... Simmons was better. <laughs>
4: no, no, he wasn't. I mean, it I was thinking of the was old better.
3: Ben Simmons. Who what? knew Ben Simmons was going to be 5'5 five, I, five and six? I did. Sat on the whole You knew that end.
2: this was Ben Simmons now. I, uh, that he five, was going to be thirty-five is a, is percent of the player five, five, he was in and six Philadelphia more than he gave him last year. I. I mean, uh, so I knew. I knew. Uh, Who knew that Ben Simmons might not be good anymore and that Kyrie Irving might do something totally insane and cause mayhem? This guy.
1: What, what this a guy. call.
2: Mayhem. This guy. I mean, I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. I mean that's, they don't call me the Punks and Tawny <laughs> Phil of basketball <laughs> for nothing, Wild. But go ahead. Sorry. Uh, what's the question for Brew?
3: Is the season over, man?
2: Yeah. <clears throat> um,
3: as far as winning the East, yeah.
2: Oh, wow. I mean, you're surprised.
3: Was, like, oh the, surprised. What, what are you
2: looking for? I'm looking for my olive branches. We're all looking for something. No, I don't want the olive branch. Uh, you called it. But Rural. here's
3: the thing. I was talking to some people around the league today, and it's interesting. With There is, according what I was told, there's a strong sentiment within the Nets organization. Not everybody maybe, but they don't really want Kyrie back. Like, they, I mean, you guys might be right that we don't see him again for the. I don't know. I mean, I think they're going to – he's going to get his money, right? He's going to have to get his money. But they don't really want him back. Now, that might not be everybody. I think the players might be fine with it. But the organization, not surprisingly, doesn't want him back. As far as the trade, though, Nick, if they – I'm told if they waive him like there's – I was told they've looked at trading him this summer. Mm -hmm. I mean, they tried. The only team interested was the Lakers. Nets didn't want back Can I ask Westbrook? you a quick question about yep. that?
2: Was one of the reasons no one wanted to trade for him this summer was the assumption of if you trade for him, you you must give him a new contract. That's not the case right now, right? Like this right. summer, I think the assumption was the only team that would trade for him and give up real assets for him would be a team that wanted to keep him long-term and lock him up, mm-hmm. and nobody wanted to – I think there's a – So you I feel like, teams will want I think. Well, I think over the summer – there would have been a lot of teams that would have been okay with a one season fling. See how it goes. Sir, sure. you know right. I, I, that without the But go ahead. I just I, I so I think it's a different trade market from the summer to uh-huh. now and now you have the controversy. I think the only team that will want Kyrie is the
3: Lakers. Because like you said there might be another thing coming down the road, another distraction, yeah. and he hasn't as great as he is individually. You know, I think he's a Hall of Famer. He has not shown he leads to victories. That's all there is to it. All right, other than when he was with LeBron. All right, and so as far as so there's that. But as far as the season, if they don't bring back Kyrie, here's what I'll give them: they could make a make the play. I still think they can make the playoffs with Kevin Durant. Yeah, they should. And I doubt win around. But let's say they win around or go out in six or seven early. They could be a nice little feel-good story. And that sounds crazy with the Nets. Feel-good. I know. But I'm saying, if they don't bring Kyrie back,
1: right? And you got Kevin Durant, and
3: in his own words. Like the Jazz. We got Sumner. We got Royce. You know, we got like... If if Durant led them on a nice little march to the six seed, and, and I think just, it could be a nice little bit. Six People would one. look at KD like poor KD. He lost his running mate. Ben Simmons is not the same. But I, KD was killing. I got a. That's you, the high. That's not. That's the high. That's,
2: that's not where they how go. they're gonna look at it. I have a question. Really, for you, Kevin? Wilds. They will rip Durant. No, for- I, I. If KD in back-to-back years goes out in round one. I do not think people are gonna be like, but he tried. I just, listen, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know sports media, but I don't think people are gonna be like, let's give Kevin Durant his flout. Guys, Give him his flowers feel while good. he's still around. Like Let's give him his flowers like, oh, for, for, for having a gritty round one the, the series. Last like games, the last few games
3: when they went 3-1 before these grizzlies. last two, that, that wasn't feel good. That wasn't like, man, KD's carrying those boys.
2: No, it, it, yes. Royce O'Neal is, is good. All and right. they were. It, Edmund that was the question. Sumner. But then KD came out and said, literally in this article, here's my starting lineup, what would you expect? <laughs> Which is a lot like, by the way, the tweet. That if you remember, Dragonfly Jones had this. I'm going to read it exactly. The tweet that unmasked KD as the burner account mm-hmm. was when he <laughs> right. sent uh, the following from shit. his own account accidentally. Imagine taking Russ off that team, see how bad they were. KD can't win a championship with those cats. And I mean, it's a lot similar to here's literally my starting lineup. Yeah, Who would Please believe in these guys without centers? But here's my question for you, Wild, Right now. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to be exact, but right now, what's the Nets' biggest problem this moment? Pick one. Just pick
1: one quickly. That's Stability. Okay, but no, specifically, oh, is their specific. biggest problem
2: right now, the Kyrie thing?
1: Is it? Uh, I would probably say Ben Simmons, okay, but what's I don't want to be mean. That's
2: fine. What's number two? Kyrie's Okay, not- what's number three? Uh, the 150 last night. I'd say it's up. 150 seems
3: no, like are 150. No, that's deep... an aberration.
2: Oh, what? okay. Well, they're 20, like eighth oh, in rebounding. Oh, okay. Strange uh, World trip. West Coast road trip. Okay. Um, is is number four the fact that their best player doesn't think they have a good starting lineup? That doesn't help. Okay. You are dying uh, to him get get him traded. I I love basketball, and even but, though I am a paying customer for the Nets season tickets. Uh, row 10-4 on the aisle, uh, come say hi to me at one of the games as long as you don't yell at me. Um, <laughs> I would like to see Kevin Durant play in meaningful games. So do you And think you funny? used to say, Brew, that I wanted this for the Nets because I'm scared of them. Now I think you must admit there is no reason for fear anymore. Well, okay. So well, now the fact that I want KD traded Isn't do you now finally believe me that it's because I want to see Durant play at the highest level? I do believe you want to
3: see him play at the highest level. Yeah. But my thing is this, if I'm the Nets, as much as I like Kevin Durant, if I'm the Nets, I'm not like, let's just make KD happy. I'm like, what is best for my basketball team? Eventually it might be trading Kevin Durant. But right now, I'm not thinking of that if I'm the Nets. I'm trying to make the most of this. I'm trying to obviously figure out what I can do with Kyrie. And can I get Ben
1: Simmons to play some good basketball? But that's, but, or trade him, if, if I could trade him. All right, let, me get, let me give you Ben Simmons' numbers. Oh, please. Because the Ben Simmons article that came out today. When Which
2: they, we thought was going to be our we lead. Thought,
1: yeah, that was Yeah, we're going <laughs> right. to start the story with it. Right. And it had a caveat at the top that said, you know, Ben Simmons had a pretty solid game. here are the numbers, yeah. 11. Five for seven, 11 points, five rebounds, three assists, one steal, in 20 minutes off the bench. I think it's his best game of the year. It, it is, and, and that's of, the problem. That. Yeah.
2: that wasn't even his average. Of
1: course. In Philly.
2: And his, supposedly his biggest benefit is he is a first-team all-defense guy and the Kings dropped 150 on you. Right. And another guy, we lost. We, we have a great graphics team here. We literally didn't have enough pixels to show you the latest update of guys who have gotten their season or career high against the Brooklyn Nets because I think two guys on the Kings did it yesterday.
3: Would you, if you're, would you trade Draymond and James Weissman because they don't want Weissman for him, for Ben Simmons? No. Because the, the, the Warriors brought no. the bet. You used to think Andrew Wiggins couldn't play. Oh, he went there. I'm just asking. I, I'm not saying the Warriors would do it. I'm saying if I'm the Nets, I'm monitoring but, this and saying Ben Simmons could
1: wait, be on, your I'm saying you're saying no. I no, I mean I,
2: The Nets would do it.
1: Right. I'm saying That's, the Warriors uh, right, would right, do
2: right. it. Right, right, right.
1: But the you, Nets would do it. You touch on something interesting that I don't know if the chaos, and I'll say chaos around the Nets organization, is the best environment for Ben Simmons. And I know there's like a tough love segment Gold of the State population. Like, ah, play through everything. But I feel like a more supportive. Like, even when Wiseman went down to the G League, it was a very supportive and I'll say like a loving environment. Okay, can I tell you a the, only, the
2: only – I think it is on the board that it's about over for Ben, unfortunately. It'll in be terms sad. over – I mean, obviously his he's career. still going to be in the league. I don't – for how much longer? Well, he's but got three he years
3: left said. on his deal.
2: I, so what are you saying they do? I don't. I, I, let, let me. Let me. I, I want to paint this positively because okay. I think what has happened to Ben. It, yes, I'm not trying to get, let him off the hook. Some of it's his own doing, and nobody blames anyone it's for his injury. Own doing. But there is there is a there is a tragic element of this that it clearly he got in his own head and has not been able to get out of it. I think that's clearly what's happened, and it makes me sad as a sports fan, and it's just as a person. If he were to be able to reclaim something, I do not think he can go to Golden State or the Lakers or the Nets. I think we have to – he has to go to a place like, no disrespect, Charlotte or a place where that, that nobody where can. nobody's watching, where it won't be on any of the shows, where they have no expectations because – he, he went as a rookie. He's number one yeah. pick, but by the time he plays in Philly, they're trying to win. Like Markel and then he gets Fultz. traded to the – say it again?
1: Like Markel Fultz.
2: Yes, yeah. like Markel Fultz. Somewhere where it's like he can do it in anonymity. Yeah. But I don't think the Nets are the spot.
1: Magic's still frisky, though. I mean, I
2: thought, I thought you,
1: could, you abandoned him. Magic you get some national coverage. You know, you, you. You're <laughs> the national coverage. Tears up next. Welcome back to the show. As you know – Last night, a select committee of pundits, scholars, and a guy wearing cargo pants convened (laughs) in the city that never sleeps to burn the midnight oil and concoct what is known worldwide as the best segment in all of sports television. Ladies and gentlemen, it's my honor to say It's time for next year. Thank you, Kevin
2: Wilds. Great introduction as always. We are now into week 11 of the NFL, and we have 10 teams that have been eliminated. Please show us the eliminated tier. Two new ones, the Rams and the Saints. Also, something interesting about this tier, four of those 10 teams do not have their first round pick next year. The Browns, the Broncos, and the Rams traded a quarterback for it, and the Saints traded it so they could have Chris Alave. Well done, Saints. You're not going to be in the wilderness forever now or anything. Alright, now to a group of teams that could join them. Single elimination tier. Any of these teams lose this week, they become eliminated. By the way, two of them play each other. Chicago and Atlanta play each other. The Cardinals play the Niners on Monday Night Football. The Jackson 1st that were promised are on a bye, so they're going to be safe next week no matter what. Alright, run the damn ball! Washington, the Patriots, and the Packers. Uh Run the ball. Do what you do best at this point. You can't trust any of these quarterbacks right now, what they've shown us, even though I like Heineke more than Wentz. I can't trust any yeah. quarterback.
4: Are you, oh, go ahead, James. Okay. No, please. Yes. Jump in. Number one, I am going to jump in right please. here. Please. Because wow, my is- Green Bay Packers and the quarterback I do trust in Aaron Rodgers should be up higher on this list for sure. We have found the remedy. Run the ball and let me show can you roll the tape because this is the missing piece right here and it's Christian Watson we've been waiting on him to step in and be this type of guy this playmaker speed down the football field with the way Aaron Rodgers can throw the football with a big time running game and you know the defense is going to start to get cooking a lot of big time players on that defense and you even without Campbell your star middle linebacker he will be back We are going to be a problem. Yes, I'm saying we because I'm a Packer, baby. We are going to be a problem. And number nine, Christian Watson is the equalizer to get this offense on the right track because now you got to back up because you're going to get him in some space. You're going to create ways to get him the ball down the field, back up. Light box equals what? Run that ball, Aaron Jones. Well, yeah, run tell. the damn ball. Put Put we agree. Up there and higher. here's, here's my concern. Point. And by the
2: way, I feel like I did <laughs> I give the right. committee did give the Packers a lot of respect because we have them elevated far higher than their actual win-loss True. records would suggest. But here's my only concern with the Packers. Because it all was great a week ago with Christian Watson. Aaron's going to throw the ball to Christian Watson in the next game. He's going to drop it as he is prone we to do it. And game this game I understand. And then what did we see? We saw this. <laughs> ha! We saw that. But we, saw that. we saw that. We saw that. And I just, I'm just telling you, I, I, I see a little more of that and a little less of that little <laughs> double fist pump that he does. All right, next. Aaron knows to equalize. Just get in. These three teams, any of them would be thrilled. They just want to get in the playoffs. It's sad that the Chargers are on this tier. They had legitimate Super Bowl expectations this season, but they're incredibly banged up. The Jets, Robert Sala keeping those receipts. I hope he doesn't watch this show. And Seattle's <laughs> going to get in because Geno Smith is in the MVP. Oh, Periphery still? of the conversation. Oh, All right. How many qualifiers? Uh, occasionally dominant. Oh. Sometimes they look great. Oh. Other times they look like... The six and three team. That's can I just get fine. In on this one, that they are. So the Cowboys sometimes they look amazing. The Titans, it's like, oh my God, Jeffrey Simmons run around the field. Derrick Henry's running for two hundred yards. And the Bills, it's like, ah, oh, Josh Allen. They, he hasn't thrown an incompletion in the last seventeen minutes of football. And then sometimes they look like, oh, they anybody can beat them. So yeah, they, what's the problem, Brew? Why is Brew on the street? Uh, the well, you know,
3: bro. occasionally dominant. Yeah, you know when they were dominant in Kansas that City. Dominant. All right, no, they won and they left. won handily, dominant. 24-20, I'll take it. Handily. It was a close game. They needed to they show They wanted to seconds. show America they could win a close game and show and you since Nick Right. You know what? And and here's it. Yeah. I gotta say it. Uh oh. Please say it. I have to I'm sorry. But I have to say it because the Buffalo disrespect has gone too far. (laughs) I'm going to say this has not been said on the show. (laughs) Nick Wright has too much say on the committee. Oh, Nick, I do not believe the rest of the committee was on board with this. I don't know the math. But I don't know, what there eight, nine teams you're going to have ahead of the Bills? Huh. Well, I, I don't we'll believe the rest of the committee was on board with this. I
4: was on board with it. Yeah, he was on board with it. I think, that many teams? I think, I think the Buffalo Bills are like you. I think they're reading their press clippings. The last time they prayed really well was in Kansas City. That's correct. And it's been going downhill Thank like, you. And like also, this And also, and I'm going to I'm gonna tell start. you something
2: else. That while <laughs> Brew is, you know, casting aspersions <laughs> about the integrity of the committee, I'll tell you something that's never <laughs> been said on this show <laughs> that you didn't know. And I have been hesitant to bring this up because I am not one that, you know, bows to the supernatural. But I also, do I believe in the occasional curse? Am I someone that, you know, can have a dream about the Bucks and it affects my analysis? I am. The curse of the Arrowhead Invitational. So in 2018, the Indianapolis Colts came to Arrowhead. Everything was looking great. They had Andrew Luck. They were the next team of the decade in the AFC. And they played the Chiefs in the divisional round. Then Andrew Luck never played another football game again, and they've never recovered. And then in 2019, the <laughs> Houston Texans came to Arrowhead Stadium in the divisional round. Looking great. Yep. They are 9-32 and 32 since that game. Their quarterback quit on them, and they have, they have gone through two head coaches. The very next year, the Cleveland Browns came to Kansas City for the divisional round. Looking great. Feeling great. They've had a losing record since then. They had to move on from Baker Mayfield. Last year... Who came to Kansas City in the divisional round? The Buffalo Bills. Be careful, America. The curse so of their... The, about to era. fall apart? I don't know. I know that Luck retired, Deshaun <laughs> Watson quit, and Baker's a Panther now. So I don't know. All I know is that's the history of it. Now may we resume the tiers, please. Thank you. Un- Wilds, we, these are tiers. What are they not?
1: They are not the power rankings, and they are certainly not the standings. <laughs> they are not the
2: standings. These three teams are a combined 23 and 2. Good for them. I like them. They're all good. Uh, They are not nearly as good as their record suggests. None of them. Absolutely. And they are not as good as the six teams ahead of them. I'm happy for these teams. They will all make the playoffs. And their fans should be thrilled with what they've done thus far.
4: You got six teams better than Philly? Oh, well, you're have to find I'm them, James. Saying. That, uh, what i It's going to be nine soon. better than Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: uh, you were able to do the math now, finally. It's a 32-team league. You could have figured that out earlier. And legit scary. <laughs> no one wants to face any of these three teams in the wow. playoffs. Tampa, the Ravens, James. You were wow. talking about the Ravens yes. just yesterday. Yes. And the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm. Here's why. You have, have no, you
0: have Tampa Bay. I
2: do. I have Tampa Bay. I to stop your team. You have Tampa Bay as a scary team. I'm, they're scary. They are Brew. scary. I'm not brute, but that's fine. I mean, that's, that's so you got, you got me even calling no, the wrong fine.
4: name. <laughs> Come on.
2: I Tom will. and the Bucks scary? Well, Where? Listen, I have been called a Bucks hater. The committee overruled me on it. All right, now let's move on. <laughs> Code number one the contenders. Power. They don't have a power. Weapons galore on both of these teams. Miami obviously has the better quarterback. San Francisco has the better defense. They're the co-number one contenders. Like and then, that. of course, at the very top, no longer called the favorites, now simply called irritatingly excellent. So Kevin Wilds has good. gotten me who. irritatingly excellent as the Kansas City Chiefs. Let me show it to you. Kevin Wilds has gotten me to start perusing the YouTube comments of this show. Ah. And do you know what's a very common kind of motif of comment? We love Wilds. They do love Wilds. A a national treasure. (laughs) treasure. But here's the other one. You know, I can't stand Nick. He's so arrogant when he talks about the Chiefs. And it's actually made me dislike the Chiefs. And it's so frustrating. Because he's right. Oh, it is irritating how excellent they are. (laughs) Even more irritating when all of a sudden they turn Kadarius Toney into the player the Giants thought he was going to be. When all of a sudden, is Chris Jones... Going to win the Defensive Player of the Year? No. Oh, he might. Oh, talk to the people no. at Pro Football Focus. Did their podcast. <laughs> I heard that. There are. I mean, week 11 NFL tears from the committee. I
4: agree with you on the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank I'm going to you, get Jerry. your name right, Nick. But Thank the you. scary Tampa oh. Bay. They're, they're scary. We have to no oh, okay. We have to Trust move. They're, wilds they're, wilds
0: very, they're very, they very scary.
1: I have one petition. And I understand I don't need to be lectured on the show. Save it for the post-show meeting, okay? Uh-huh. I understand this is not uh, you know, a projection. It's a snapshot in time. However, My team was on a bye, so I have to project. I'm making one switch. That's to bring the Patriots up to the illustrious tier of happy to get in. (laughs) Uh, Reason number one, a Mahomesian dominance. I told you it was an adjective. You guys laughed at me. A Mahomesian dominance. Why is that? Because we played the Jets. And if we beat the Jets, that will be the 14th time right now the uh, Patriots over the Jets is tied with Chiefs Kansas over City Broncos. over the Broncos. One more, and next thing you know, Mac Jones and Mahomes on the same level. Actually, <laughs> Mac Jones take a jump. Reason number two. Oh, sack Zach. You're talking about defensive player of the years. Look at that guy right there. Matthew Judon with his red sleeves. Easy for my kid to spot. Where's Judon? He's the guy tackling the quarterback with the red sleeves. Let's look at most sacks. Cowboys, everyone talks about their defense, right? Oh, what do you know? The Patriots. And then the scary bucks. So scary. And finally, <laughs> oh, it's the guy I like to talk about. You know who I'm going to talk about. The offensive weapon that everybody wishes they had deep down in their heart. Yes, I'm talking about Nick Falk, <laughs> our Whoa. kicker. Oh, the field goal god. That's right. How is Nick Folk doing? Well, he hasn't mixed, missed an extra point. He's not here 21. Falk. We made a little uh, highlight video, so yes, our offense is now humming and Nick Folk <laughs> is doing offense. a great job. <laughs> so please move the Patriots up one level. It's humming with field goals. So here's the
2: thing, <sighs> Wilds. Yeah? You make some compelling points Thank about you? the Patriots. Thank oh, you. And Nick Folk's, it's a very odd spot. Because he cannot, and they will not let him kick from outside of 49 yards. Mm-hmm. But inside of 47, Matematic. he's as automatic as Justin Ooh. Tucker. We are rolling. And so you have all of those good You're going to do it? You seem like you're going to do it. They are a quarterback change away. From being moved up in the wow. Tunes. If they go back to zap them, wow. then you know what? They can be alongside the Jets. If they go back to zap them, you they the can be right there. Out. But as long as Mac Jones is there, a, they are ex- run the damn ball. So
4: they are run the damn ball. Basically, they're not going to make it. Exactly.
3: <laughs> I thought you had him, Wiles. they not making it. He yeah. turned it around on you. Coming up next. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the Vikings.
1: <laughs> Head up to Minnesota, where the Vikings are hosting the Cowboys. And hold on a second. The Cowboys, who just got embarrassed mm. in Lambo, mm. gave up a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, uh. are now favorites against the Vikings? Nick, yeah. you are a resident line expert. Yeah. Were you surprised by this? Oh, I, I was shocked
2: by it. I was shocked that this was the line. Mm. That the... The Vikings coming off their most impressive win of the year by a mile, mm. and I don't know how, why you're wincing. You have the Bills winning the, the Bills Super Bowl.
3: Gave it to them. They did give it up. They gave it to him.
2: Yeah. Okay, they okay, but it's a win though. That's they fine. Didn't take it. But they also, even before Josh Allen fumbled on his own one-yard line, the Vikings did have a first-and-goal from the one mm-hmm. that. Part, one of the reasons it got stymied was because the Bills were allowed to play with 12 men on the field. And then one of the reasons the game got to overtime was it didn't. So I thought, So, but let's not relitigate that. So this is, to me, too much respect for Dallas. Mm. And this is, to me, treating the Cowboys like they are an amalgamation of their best traits, which we haven't seen them be at all this year. We haven't seen them yet this year have the defense – from the first five weeks of the season, plus this explosive Dak Prescott-led offense at the same time. The only way they should be road favorites against an 8-1 and team, even if it is a team that's not as good as the record suggests, is if they are that. I don't think they are that. I like Minnesota in this game personally, and I think one of the odd things about Minnesota, James, is they are doing this despite the fact that this has been Kirk Cousins' worst year as a Viking. Right. He has a passer rating of 87. which his worst by 20 points or 15 points in his time with the Vikings. It's on the power of Justin Jefferson and the power of what they've been able to make timely defensive plays. And Kevin O'Connell, we've got to give him credit. He's done a great job as a rookie head coach. I like the Vikings in this spot.
4: Whenever I, whenever I pick a game or talk about a game, I always go off of both teams playing their best. Right. Okay. You know, And if both teams in this game play their best, this number is right, right? Mm. I'm not a believer in Kirk Cousins, right? And that's basically what they're saying. They're not a believer in Kirk Cousins. But if both teams play their best, the Dallas Cowboys win this game out there in Minnesota. They went out there to Minnesota with Cooper Rush the last time they were out there and dominated a football game, right? So if you get back to doing what you're doing, and that's running the football, play action pass with Dak Prescott, I believe the Cowboys win this game. I am not a believer in Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has not shown me nothing over his career that he should be favored in any has ball he, game. Has he shown in any you – hold game. on, has Dak shown you more than Kirk? Absolutely, I will. I, really? I am yes, I am going with Dak Prescott over Kirk Cousins any day of the week. Can, Dak Prescott I, has been throwing the okay. throwing yards, five hundred yards, for to like Dak in Prescott losses? has showed you of being a Super Bowl. I mean, a superstar right. caliber quarterback. Kirk Cousins has not. All right, I right? Get it. I, They are winning games because they're taking the football away. That's why they're winning, that, not because Kirk true. Cousins. As you spoke on it being his worst season since he's that been a Viking, because is. the defense is taking the ball away, and you have a guy in Dalvin. <laughs> who's playing pretty well back there, too. And you got a guy in Justin Jefferson okay, sure. who's just playing out of He's his good. mind right now, making crazy cuts. Right, so that's where I want to Kirk. be at.
1: I get it. Don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Eh, the whole afternoon thing, whatever. But you'd believe in Justin Jefferson, right? I do. Okay. Mm-hmm. So doesn't Kirk Cousins just have to be, I don't know, throw it in Justin I, Jefferson's <laughs>
4: vicinity? I mean, you, you would hope so. It, in, <laughs> it, isn't that enough? No, that's not enough. That's why I'm taking that's why I'm taking the Cowboys. I don't think it's enough just to drop back and say Justin Jefferson where are you at and you win this ball game. I mean, that's what and they that did. against That's why they picking the Cowboys. That's
2: right. what they did against Buffalo. Here's what the Buffalo odds makers are thinking. Okay, cuz
4: when I felt I like when saw, you get into their head.
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be in it. When I first saw the line, I was with Nick like, "What? Cowboys?" But then I said, "You know what the odd makers are looking at it like, Minnesota just came off a, a good win." Right. They're going to be high. Right. They won a game. They really shouldn't have won. That's right. Right. They and two weeks ago, they had trouble against Washington. Mm -hmm. They won seven straight games they're not that good. They're due for a loss. And to Nick's point, Dallas is coming in and off a horrible loss. They're going to be motivated to get back on track. That's why the Cowboys are favored, oh. and that's why they'll but win. That's and connected. do not steal
2: my Hold pick. On. I'm not taking that. Okay, well that doesn't count for upset alert. It's one and a half. half, okay, I'm, and half just point. Point. I'm, I'm just saying. I, I, one, I never stole your pick. And by the way, they're like favored. The first all right. of all, Let's you're talking about the Cowboys. You're talking about the Cowboys, and they're the favorites. So it couldn't be the upset alert, unless you're now Gonna well, it the might. No, stop it! Okay. All right, stop I'm it! Just say. However, whatever. He said is I, I stole, stole his pick. pick. He stole my Thank pick. You. He co-opted it. He was. You guys had. A, he was a ghostwriter of stole your pick. Me. I go. So, here, but here's what I will say when it comes to. I. You're right, Brew. That Vikings coming off great win, Cowboys terrible loss. Th- so the motivations uh, you kind of meet in the middle there. I am concerned about the Cowboys' ability to raise their game because of motivational reasons when they weren't able to off a bye Facts. against Mike McCarthy's pre- former team where they should have been as motivated. And lastly, the Cowboys are still talking about Odell. They have to stop <laughs> don't like talking about Odell. Uh, it's been three I'll weeks give that. of them talking enough, about Odell. Enough.
1: They got to stop. My God. Got to stop that. Uh, coming up next, it's Nick's medals. Yeah. And Brooke and uh, Bruce Nets. Yeah, my medals. Bruce that nets? I, nets. I try to. Okay. First thing. Right. They're my Nets. Okay. They've always been. All right. Time for oh, Nick's medals. John stream, Morant, God. most electrifying man in sports. Why support 24/7, 36, 8, and 4, and one amazing play where he grabbed the inbounds pass. Also, one too small oh, gesture from these, Alvarado. Did you see that? Ooh, my guy Alvarado. Didn't could, make the medal stand. Didn't make them.
2: They they missed Bane. Remember, Bentley was untouchable in the KD trades. Uh, Ever seen why? Bronze medal, Syracuse legend, Jeremy Grant. Oh, people forget he went to Syracuse, not me. Legend. 29 points and a nice win for the frisky Blazers over the not at all frisky Spurs. Uh Silver medal, Terrence Davis. 31 points, seven made threes. I know what you're thinking. Who's Terrence Davis? And I'm here to tell you he's the latest guy to get a career high by playing the Brooklyn Nets. And then a gold medal. He looked good, A man who needs no introduction. A man who might go down as the single greatest offensive player in the history
1: of basketball. A man who got another game-winning
2: three. And most notably, a man who just scored 35 on the Clippers, which brought his career average versus the Clippers down. Luca bleeping Doncic with a goal. There's the medal stand from last night in the NBA. It
1: took a real attitude turn. I was talking about like funny anecdotes. He and got like yelling. He at got mad stuff. when he heard our I uh, like to end the show with my remarks. <laughs> a blank about line. For Nets have a flurry of issues. Are they still my
3: Nets? Yes. I said they're not winning
2: the East. Well, it was too bad. And yes. they're
3: so different than when they're, they're not
2: different at all. You seen Kyrie out there lately? No, they're they're missing one player who we expected them missing at some point because he is let's call it eccentric. Ben Simmons. I don't know if that's ben what's Simmons. their biggest issue, I mean, bro. Spin a wheel. I mean, this is tough, right?
3: <laughs> this is not an easy question. Biggest issue? I mean, it doesn't. It ha- I oh get it. It's gosh. off the court. Doesn't it have to be Kyrie, right? Mm-hmm. They got to get that settled. I get it on the court it's been. Might be. But, I mean, in the grand
1: scheme of things, I, got a I new guess one. it's one. Yeah.
3: Who you got? Well, Sean Simmons? Marks.
1: Oh, oh. Sean Marks. That's not bad. Like, let's, like, oh, the roster is weird. The organization is weird. The messaging is weird. In any other organization in sports, Rob Polinka you, you blame the GM. Sean Marks has skated on all of this. Rob Polinka's getting killed daily for like having it. a roster that's okay. Sean Marks skates.
2: Can I say what the one silver lining for the Nets is? That KD quote where he name checks the four other starters (laughs) and then says, What do you expect from me? With any other organization, it is like a five-alarm fire mm-hmm. within. But because the Nets have every other room in the house already on fire, <laughs> they can just be like, gloss past like just even a gloss
0: pass. Like Katie just torched everybody deal. else.
2: But what, no, we don't nice. have time to deal with it. We can't deal with it right now.